everyone gets three talents now. You may and or may not get more later. The Bard, you are correct. You do not get three more later. So I have some recommendations for you, unless you already know which ones you want. I think I know which ones I want. Okay. Um, Battle Scald, because mm-hmm. Galdrian's very much a, a frontline fighter, so he's going to be making lots of melee attacks. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to focus on the Battle Cries. I'll flavor them probably as like little song flourishes. Yep, so the way the battle cries work is very much the way the fighter, like, flexible attacks work. And that you make your roll, you get to pick one which matches whatever your roll is, and then you can utilize it. So I'm thinking, uh, take Battle Scald, which grants me a high, uh, and one additional battle cry that I know. Mm-hmm. And then the next one, I looked at that list, and I think I picked... Uh, Luck be a lady. Mm-hmm. That one is, I think, very fitting for Galdrian. Uh, I, I gain a number of luck points equal to my charisma modifier, which is, I assume, is just my base charisma mod. Correct. That's four. And I can use a luck point as a free action to reroll any of my d20 rolls once. Mm-hmm. Uh, I regain all luck points during a full heal. I'm thinking that one would be pretty useful uh, because... I never trust my dice, but out of, out of the three that I've chosen, this is the one I'm most likely to swap out. Uh-huh. And then the third one, I think, is the most flavorful for Gallery, and that's Silver Tongue. And that is, uh, Bards have a reputation as sweet talkers, but you take it to a whole new level. Once per session, I can captivate my audience with a story that is so outrageous, so overwhelming, that it becomes the truth because my audience simply wants it to become true. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least in their minds. This is essentially a stunt, and this talent creates a success without the usual hard skill check. Mm-hmm. If my audience is not willing to listen, like a bunch of cannibals hungry for some gnome stew, the GM can still require a check. But I figure if I tell them I'm not a gnome, uh, that would probably <laughs> help. Yeah. Uh, I also gain three points from an appropriate background. Okay. If those are the three you like, we'll go ahead and write them down, and then off to the side, write three points for a silver tongue background and roll. Now I'm trying to decide between Luck Be a Lady and Choosing Melody, which is the healer focused one. And I wanted to run this by Ray because uh, I don't know if Druids can heal or not. They can't? Not her. They can. Not her. Not her. Okay. So you're not going to be a healer. Because Soothing Melody is when I grant an ally or myself a recovery roll to heal with a song, spell, or battle cry, I add my charisma mod to the amount of hit points dealt. Oh, wow. And I've got a pretty banging charisma mod. Yeah. And it, pretty pretty banging yeah, charisma. Yeah. And uh, it means uh, it goes up to two times my charisma mod at level five, and three times my charisma mod at level eight. So here's the thing to keep in mind: everyone can spend a standard action once per fight to heal themselves. Oh, nice. That is cool. And then they can start making increasingly harder skill checks to heal themselves further during that combat. Okay. So everyone's got the ability to heal. So it's not necessary. Like, you don't have to have your four standard... Like, but it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. Part of Galdrian's background was that he... he is very much a healer. Like, he basically picked three things he wanted to be good at. Fighting, music, and... Healing and patching people up. 
And that kind of fits in with his background a little bit. But I feel like... So you can still take the battle cries and spells and stuff yeah. that give healing effects without... Yeah, without taking that. It just makes them more effective. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Yeah, I think I'll stick with this, these three. I also liked the idea of Bardic Familiar. Mm-hmm. Because uh, Gellerin just being a Disney princess, that it, that would be something that is completely brand new for him. So, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go with these three. Okay. So you get two battle cries. Plus one for battle score. Plus one. And you get two songs. Two first level songs. Songs slash spells. Songs slash spells. Druid. Remember I told you... You are not picking, like, you don't put points directly into your circle. You pick talents within your circle, and that determines how effective your stuff is. Mm-hmm. So I have some suggestions for you, if you would like them. Within Circle of the Land, you have Contemplation, which, if you meditate for a few moments on the terrain you are in, you can bond with the surrounding spirits and get a small boon that depends on the terrain. It lasts basically a day. And that ranges from, you can sense tremors in, tremors in the ground and subtle echoes in the air, which allow you to perceive your surroundings even in dark, <clears throat> darkness, gives you tremor sense, all the way down to when an enemy engages you, you automatically deal fire damage equal to your level. So they just come up to you, you just burn. Okay. So that one gives you some variability as far as buffing yourself. You can spend some feats later on to start passing those bonuses out to your party. Land attunement. Your lasting bond with the lands is a reliable force to throw at your enemies. You gain two bonus spell slots to cast one at will and one per battle spell of any terrain that you are currently in, even if you don't have that feat. So there are some at at will things that are like, I've bonded to the forest, so I can always, even if I'm not in a forest, I can use these forest abilities. So this gives you a little bit of that. The next one, which I think is good for you, is called Sacred Grove. You get to pick one of the 12 terrains, or you would likely be forest. You gain the terrain feats for all the spells that are tied to that thing for free. Uh, And you can take that one multiple times if you want different terrains. And then Sage of the Land gives you a background that represents your deep understanding of different lands. So, for example, you could have background forest. And it would be for things like identifying plants and animals, finding food, water, or shelter to predict the weather, to find paths. You also gain a bonus spell slot for spells that affect any terrain you're in. Uh, So those are my four recommendations for you. And I only get three? And you only get three. I thought I'd, for some reason, it's not letting me down. Thir- download 13 True Ways off the... Are you on our Wi-Fi? Yeah, I am. Mm-hmm. It's being double. I'd have to look at it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to derail. I'm just going to have to ask questions about what I think I picked. <laughs> Stuff. <laughs> and things. And things. I'm definitely doing Sacred Grove. Mm-hmm. Oh, we had already talked about that. And I like that one. Mm-hmm. That gives you some reliable spells no matter where you're at. Yeah. The one I'm kind of iffy about is Sage of the Land, mm-hmm. because it's similar to Sacred Grove, 
And... Sage of the Land's biggest benefit is that it's applicable to, like, all terrains of the type you select. It doesn't matter if it's your forest or a completely different forest on the other side of the world. You know about that forest. Having said that, it is probably the most limited of the three. I would suggest Contemplation. That gives you some really good bonuses. Okay. So, like, for example, in the forest, increase your current and maximum hit points by twice your level. So anywhere from two to 20 extra hit points for free. You know, like, jump in the forest, jump in the plains. Like, if you're on the border, like, eh, where am I at now? Land attunement, I would say if you want more spell slots. Of the three, if I had to choose, I would do Contemplation, Land Attunement, and Sacred Grove. Unless you want to be knowledgeable about a particular type of terrain anywhere in the world. Okay. So that also gives you... Uh, you get a certain number, number of spells. Since you wanted to take all three talents in land, that gives you three spells, three daily spells, of the first level. So I get three daily spells, but then the attunement gives me more bonus, right? Uh, yes. And you also, are you choosing uh, forest as your sacred, sacred grove? Mm-hmm. Nope. So that gives you a spell called Rain of Acorns. That gives you a spell called Ripping Vines. Sounds painful. Let's see. Let me reread Sacred Grove. You gain the terrain feat with the at-will and once per battle spells. Yep. That also gives you a spell called Soothing Forest. Basically, at-will, those three spells... Well, two of them are at-will. So, Reign of Acorns lets you target groups of enemies real easy, and we'll get back to what that means in a second. Ripping Vines lets you target an enemy for quite a bit and potentially debuff them. And then Soothing Forest lets you... uh, give everybody temporary hit points around you. Allies, though, right? Yes. Okay. One nearby ally per wisdom modifier. And your wisdom modifier is pretty high. Yeah. It's five. So, well, it'll be this one. Oh, four. Yeah, so you can basically, once per fight, be like, everybody, you get a nature shield. And then we can discuss your spells and all that. Monk gets three talents as well. They have to be adventure tier talents, but you get more because there are champion and epic tier talents that you can choose from. Like with everyone else, I have recommendations unless you already know what you want. I'm thinking, and I, I want your feedback on this. This is why I wanted to look at it. Greeting Fist mm-hmm. from the Seven Deadly Secrets. Okay. So um, the target takes an extra D8 uh, the first time I hit somebody. Mm-hmm. Or, right? Yeah, the first time in each battle that you hit somebody. Uh, so the thought there is, like, he hit somebody, then he hit somebody new, then he hit somebody new. Correct. And my flow doesn't have to hit, like, jab, punch, kick, doesn't have to hit on the same person. Correct. Okay. You can target anybody you're engaged with. Right. Just, just making sure. Um, then I'm thinking... That also gives you the key power of, you can spend one point of key per turn to double that damage. Okay. And on a crit, that would triple that damage instead okay. of double. 
So that would become gross. Yeah. So the only thing about the seven deadly secrets is if you use that in that fight, you, you are locked into that one. Yeah. That's the only seven okay. deadly secret I'm taking. Coincidentally, there are like nine seven deadly secrets in... <laughs> they only showed three. Oh, there's uh, more. Oh, okay. Well, that's the only one I'm taking currently. I'm thinking Leaf on the Wind lets you slow fall at 30 feet per level <laughs> without mm-hmm. taking damage. Mm-hmm. I love the key power. You can spend a key point to gain flight, mm-hmm. and I can just see a giant minotaur <laughs> flying across the... Just does the... <laughs> nah! Cows fly. Like the crouching dragon hidden tiger. He jumped over the moon. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think uh, spinning willow style. Ranged or close target attack targets AC hits you, you can roll a save. If you succeed, you only take half damage from mm-hmm. the attack. So does that sound... So I'm, the way I'm kind of thinking of him is a very mobile, like, trying... Tank, yeah. Um, and so that lets him yep. control the battlefield. Mm-hmm. So if he sees somebody going for the rogue over there, he can be like, ah! <laughs> the suggestions I have that aren't that okay. are crane style, which lets you use your wisdom for attack and damage with your unarmed attacks. Where is that? I don't remember what book that came out of. Okay, all right. So that's why I didn't see that. Yeah, it's not in that one. Okay. You said. However, it reduces your hit points. Eh, I, I like having him. They're nice. Fire Fist, which is one of the seven deadly secrets. Okay. Uh, you gain the following power once per battle as a quick action until the end of battle. Your jab, punch, and kick attacks deal fire damage, and you deal 1d4 extra damage. Ooh. Uh, your key powers, after rolling the extra fire damage, you can spend a key point to deal ongoing fire damage equal to that damage. So you set them on fire. Iron Body... You take half damage from ongoing damage and from any damage caused by the environment. You can spend a key point to turn a failed save against ongoing damage uh, into a success. Is ongoing damage very common? Yeah. Okay. Like all of y'all plus all of the enemies have access to it. Uh, freezing fist. Is there a way to stop it other than a save? Yeah, like the bard has some things where he can make you stop it. Um, Typically, it's save ends. Unless, like, it goes, like, you take ongoing damage for X number of rounds. Let's see. Freezing Fist, seven deadly secret. Once per battle, as a free action, you hit with an unarmed melee attack. You deal extra cold damage equal to your level, and the target is dazed until the end of your next turn. If it's staggered, half health, it's frozen until the end of your next turn and can't take actions. Uh, the key power is when you use Freezing Fist, spend a key point to give all enemies engaged with you disadvantage on disengage checks. So you just lock them into you, basically. Leaf on the Wind was on there. Tattooed Monk. What is Tattooed Monk? Uh, you learn an, adi- an additional adventurer to your form. And then the key power is, as a quick action, you can spend a key point to move forward one step in the progression. Uh, from opening to flow, or from flow to finishing. Instead of having to follow... Instead of spinning Willow style, I think I'll take Tattooed Monk. Okay. I'll, I'll have to get that info. Sorry, I was listening, not writing. That's okay. Um, Alright, so let me... So let me look here. You get three... You get a feat as well. I and think... You, I told you you get a feat as well, right, Steve? Yeah. Okay. Everybody I think the feet feat... First level. 
Yeah. I think the feat that I'm taking, and I'm open to suggestions, but what I saw was Leaf on the Wind, which gives you plus three bonus to disengage checks. Did you take Leaf on the Wind as one of your talents? Yeah, like, okay. I'm, I'm going to take Leaf on the Wind. Yeah. Then, because um, she, I, I recommend the Sacred Grove one for her. Yeah. Um, now, I'm, I'm not opposed to different. I, I would say wait until we get into, like, the actual powers, because okay. a lot of the powers have okay. feats in and of All themselves. Right. So, Tattooed Monk. Yep, so Tattooed Monk, uh, you'll have two Adventurer tier forms. Two. So, two additional forms? So, not talents, but forms, so the powers. Yeah, um... And then you'll have a third because of Tattooed Monk. Oh, okay. All right. So, plus one adventure tier form. Which I have some forms in here that are not in that book. Okay. Uh, that May. Cra- Crazed Monkey, by the way. It's great. The and o- what was the key power? For? A Tattooed Monk. Uh, you can spend a key point to move your progression up. Right. So, Crazed Monkey, by the way, the opener. Uh, jab plus strength damage. Not bad. While you're in the cycle of the crazed monkey, all your damage dice are exploding dice. So if you roll a six, it's... Yeah. Wow. Let's see. The next one in that is punch plus strength damage. You pop free, engage a different enemy, and make a second attack. Ooh. And then monkey swing is you always pop free, make an acrobatic stunt swinging across the battlefield on a rope, chandelier, whatever is available, and engage a new target. Well, I know my third form. One, one nearby or faraway enemy. And that's adventure here? Or? Yeah. Holy uh, crap! Kick plus strength damage. On a natural even hit, you deal 1d4 extra damage per point of dexterity modifier. Yeah, that'd be four. Yeah, but that's a finisher. Yeah. So we'll, we'll come back to... Yeah, Crazed powers. Monkey style. Yeah, Crazed Monkey style is great. Uh, Drunken Fist, the the first one is great because it's like you do a thing, and also, just as a free action, you can start chugging shit off your belt. <laughs> oh, and if an enemy misses you with a melee attack, deal psychic damage to them equal to your wisdom modifier. We did. I guess it's just Bardic left. So, Talents. <laughs> I have some recommendations for you, unless uh-huh. you... Uh, Arcane Trickster... Yes. ...gets you a Bard, Sorcerer, Sword Major, Wizard spell as a bonus power. Every night, you can change that out. Okay. Uh, if it's a melee attack, you can sneak attack with it. And then from third level, you can start switching out your rogue powers with spells that are two levels lower. Okay. So at third level, you can pick up first level spells and so on and so forth. The only downside to it is unless it specifies you cannot use your rogue for flusery on spells. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, if you have a momentum thing, uh-huh. you can't get momentum's bonus on a spell because it's not a rogue power. I put this this one on here just to make you laugh because it's totally artic. It's called Babyface. <laughs> Whenever you try to play innocent or get away with something, you can re-roll once. Yeah. No. Um, no. <laughs> let's see. Improved evasion. Uh, you take no damage from no damage or effects from missed attacks against your AC or PD. Improved sneak attack. Sneak attack starts at a D6 instead of a D4 and goes up from there. 
uh, knife thrower. Increase your damage with small thrown weapons to D8. You can use your sneak attack with any thrown weapons as long as the target is nearby and engaged with an ally. Yeah, I wrote that one down because I know how I I do. You know how you fight? I know how how I've been playing this fight. Uh, You also get three points towards a background in knife throwing or knife juggling, some kind of performance art. I can see what I can squeeze in here. We could do something like uh, you spent some some time down with the ruffians on the docks. In, I think uh, I can squeeze that underneath one of these okay. uh, And this is my suggestion for the feat with you. You can use any melee attack rogue power as a thrown ranged attack as long as it could logically work. For example, you could use thief strikes with a thrown dagger, but you wouldn't be able to grab an item with it when not engaged. So like, you could knock somebody's purse out. Mm-hmm. Instead but I have of ha- to wait till my next turn to actually pick it up. Yeah. But, you know, there are some, like, melee-only things that you could use as a rank. So it let you switch back and forth easy. Murderous. Yeah, I was looking at that because... uh, Against bloodied enemies, staggered enemies, your crit range expands by two. Pretty good for killing things. Yeah, like, that sounds like her trying to put stuff down quick and fast. Ready to roll. You start each battle with momentum. Instead of having to hit something first to gain momentum. Mm -hmm. Swashbuckle. uh, I really like... So, once per battle is a quick action, you spend your momentum to pull off a daring stunt, the likes of which others could scarcely conceive. This, <laughs> this basically lets you go, um, I want to do something wild and crazy, instead of me having to, like, come up with a thing you, uh-huh. and make you make a skill check, you just do, do it. it. The other one is Shadow Adept. Uh, so once per battle or scene, you can use an expanded an expended power with the shadow keyword a second time. If you choose a daily shadow power, you can't use this talent again for the rest of the day. If you wanted like those weird supernatural powers, it would let you use them more times. And then there was thievery, mm-hmm. which is you have the thief background at a bonus of plus five without having to spend normal background points. Um, and it give you can get the thief strike power always. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how you felt about the actual thiefy portion of the rogue. I, I mean, that's what I'm trying to build her as, but <laughs> then again, I also know how we played this the first two, two times. Doesn't have to be spot on, because there are some yeah. universal differences. Yeah, this is why I'm like, I don't want to get three of these. I think you get more. No. No? Do you only get three? Yep. Uh, yep, it does not gain more at a higher level. Yeah. But you can always swap them out That's as you true. level. That's true. So Monk gets more, you said? Yes. I think Monk gets one more talent at 5th and one more talent at 8th. Cool. Because there are some like champion and epic tier stuff that you can get. Okay, so Arcane Tricks are always only one spell. Correct. Until their level where I can start replacing rogue powers with it. Correct. But okay. the thing about that is if you choose an at-will spell, mm-hmm. you can continuously use it. I mean, I'm taking Arcane Trickster either way. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just trying to... That, that's just the dichotomy of it. So, like, yeah. you can choose uh, Featherfall, which is, you know, an at-will, or you can choose, like, Fireball, which is not. Yeah. And you can just be like, well, I've got something for you in my bag. Fireball. <laughs> Why is that fireball shaped just like the finger going across the battlefield? Because. Okay. Now that's got to be a shirt. (laughs) I cast fireball! 
fire. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely taking arcane tricks from the knife. Right. So there, there is a wizard talent that I love, which is called uh, Vance's polysyllabic casting, which is the more horseshit you can attach to the title of the spell. Mm-hmm. So like instead of just being fireball, like you just keep adding adjectives on it, the more effective the spell becomes. Wow. More than kind's ever-growing, ever-loving, mother-growing. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to say it dramatically. Yeah. And you can't fuck up. Yeah, and, and that's actually a thing. You can't... Uh, let, me, let me see. You can't fumble that. You botch it, and it does more damage to you! Uh, most wizards use short incantations for their spells so they can mutter them quickly under the worst of circumstances, but some wizards bask in the glory of casting spells with elaborate titles and lofty <laughs> vocabularies. If casting a mere fireball spell isn't enough, then what you really want to cast is Rodrigo's Scintillating Plasms. This is the talent for you. When you take this class talent, you must rename each of your daily and recharge spells in the most over-the-top and highfalutin style you can muster. You can also rename your at-will spells, but they generally won't get any mechanical benefit. Uh, better yet, write down two or three uh, full-blown and appropriate names for each spell. Use whichever suits the occasion. Uh, to use this talent, you must uh, use an additional quick action to cast your spell, then proclaim the spell's full name loud and proud. Uh, what do you get for your trouble? Well, you can't be sure. Your GM will add some small bonus effect that fits the spell or fits the way you enunciated its name this time around. Whatever the GM chooses, it should add uh, to the storytelling power of the situation. Uh, in most cases, the bonus effects won't precisely match up with what the spell normally accomplishes. Ideally, the extra effects suit the, no- the name of the spell and not the spell itself, and the GM should never exactly repeat the same bonus effect. Even better, when you and the GM trust each other, you can suggest bonus effects and the GM will go along. And finally, on rare occasions, particularly when your spell misses horribly, the extra effect might not be exactly to your advantage. <laughs> By Hogarth's hoary ballsack! Oh god! What just happened? <laughs> well, we now yeah. have Arnie. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so. okay, give me what knife thrower was again. Uh, knife thrower lets you increase your damage dice with small thrown weapons to d8. You can use sneak attack with thrown weapons as long as the target is nearby and engaged with an ally. And you get a three-point background in knife throwing and knife juggling or performance art. Uh, now we got to generate our ability scores. Okay. Yeah, that is a weird place to have generate ability scores. Okay, so what did you guess for third talent? How you want to play? How you want to play? Yeah. I mean, just just from experience, murderous would like be both in character and useful. Uh, Murderous is real good because as an adventurer feat, Mm -hmm. you actually get a two hit bonus against bloodied enemies, staggered enemies. As a champion feat, you would now crit on like sixteen to twenty. And then as an epic feat, whenever a staggered enemy misses you with a melee attack, it's vulnerable to your attacks for the rest of the battle, which means an additional two point. So you could crit from 14 to 20. Yeah. So, like, just from the strictly I want to kill things perspective, that's real good. I mean, every time I try to put in any thievery stuff, it never comes up. (laughs) That's the the only problem with that one. You crit on an 18 with that. Well, and I do want to say. What Gary was talking about mm-hmm. is we're at least trying to be good guys. 
Yeah. Um, she's a good guy. She's just grumpy about it. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, well, I'm just... It's because I want to kill things and more... I can and I will beat your ass. No, I'm, what I'm saying, though, is like with Marco, he he started out as just involved in the criminal thing. He wasn't going to be a full-on psycho. And it devolved that way because he kept on ending up in thievery-type situations, morally gray, became morally not gray. <laughs> became morally gray again-ish. I mean, you do have to remember where we're coming from. Yeah, true. <laughs> we're coming from a section of this... I'm not, I can't think I can call it a country um, that where it's entirely a criminal operation. No, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like just because she can do it doesn't mean she does. She thinks it's fun to break into rich people's houses and check out their artwork and see which ones are fake. In, in which case, I would posit intrusion expert. Mm-hmm. Once per day, you can slip, sneak, bumble, or bamboozle your way into a forbidden place such as a treasure vault, a cloister, or an invitation-only festival. If the GM decides that Getting to this goal is especially difficult. It will cost you a recovery. If you use this talent to get into a place, you can generally get out again, but it doesn't help you out of a place when you're confined. Feats include you can reroll natural even failures on a skill check once when it involves unlocking doors, climbing walls, or sneaking around. Uh, if you visited a place once, you can recall all details such as guard placements, unsecured doors, climbable walls, blah, blah, blah. Maybe catch them unprepared. Which, you know, that one's not as effective as Murderous. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think in, in our gameplay mechanics, Murderous should be the most effective. And it doesn't necessarily mean you're killing people. Yeah, it's just putting them down quick and hard. Yeah, because this system always gives you the option of saying, I'm doing it non-lethally. Yeah. <laughs> I stabbed them non-lethally. <laughs> you also... It's possible. It is. Sure. Yeah. And you, if you're uh, Toby Day, it happens a lot. <laughs> you know four rogue powers of first level. Regardless of your talents. I think I'm just going to go with murderers and we'll switch it out later, maybe. And you get a feat. Can you give me what murderers was again? Against staggered enemies, your crit range expands by two. As long as somebody bloodies them, you're critting on an 18 to 20. Okay. Which also means if they have some weird protection that is like, you can't hit me... On an 18, that hits them. I've only seen that come up with, like, demons and devils and dragons. But when it hits, it hits. Hey, you can't hit me. Shank. You hit me. Okay. All right. Why? So that's everybody for talents, right? Yes. All right. So we got to pick powers. Uh, so how many battle cries do you get, Steve? Do you know which ones you want? Yeah, and I I get three because of Battle Skull. Oh, that's right. And the three that I've picked first is Pull It Together, mm-hmm. triggers on a natural 11 plus, whether it hits or misses, mm-hmm. uh, and I can use it twice per battle. And the effect is one nearby ally, ally can heal using a recovery. Uh, second is You Don't Dance. Triggers on a natural odd hit. Effect is the target takes a penalty on its next attack roll equal to my charisma mod, which I figure would be pretty pretty good because uh, that's kind of like a bane that actually does damage. They're they're annoyed at how pretty you are. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, third is can't touch this, and this 
one also triggers, uh, regardless of whether I hit or not, this is on a natural even roll. And effect, I gain a plus one bonus to AC and physical defense until the end of my next turn. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that one can get bumped up pretty well. Yeah. Uh, and then have you picked your songs? Yes. Uh, songs songs and slash. spells. So the song that I, or the first thing I picked was Song of Heroes. Uh, recharges out on 11 after battle. Uh, it's a quick action each turn. And it requires an 11 or higher to sustain. The opening slash sustained effect. I and my nearby allies gain a plus one attack bonus until the start of my next turn. Uh, final verse. The effect ends immediately, but one ally of my choice gains a plus two bonus to their next attack roll this battle. Yep. So the way that works is you get the opening effect for free mm -hmm. when you decide to use it. Every round, you spend a quick action and then just roll a d20, and on 11 plus, it keeps going until the next round. And then whenever it finally ends, you get the final verse effect. Unless I get knocked out or something like yeah. that. So, um, and it, it improves with levels. Mm -hmm. uh, third level, I get plus one, or allies get plus one of saves as well. Fifth level, sustain on a nine. Seventh level, recharge on a six. Ninth level plus one to mental defense. Yeah, so the only thing about that is your your spell slots are leveled. Yeah. And so you have to, like, you will have some higher level and some lower level. And okay. so you'll have to figure out where they fit in. But you can change that every night. Yeah. So, and then the uh, thing I chose for a spell, uh, because there weren't too many first level songs that I liked, really. Uh, get some interesting ones at later levels, but... Uh, power core. It's a close quarter spell. I can use it once per battle. Target is 1d3 nearby enemies in a group. Mm -hmm. Attack is charisma plus my level versus mental defense. On a hit, it does 1d12 plus charisma psychic damage, and an ally engaged with the target gains advantage on their next attack against it. Uh, miss damage equal to my level. Nice. A minimum of three damage if you've got a group of three, right? Yeah, I'll do one to each. each. Are there any feats, any adventure feats associated with those that you would like to spend your Let's initial see. feat on? Let me see here. Those are both. The battery's dying. On your phone? On, on the computer. The power cable is no longer. It will fit, but it'll have to cross you guys. That's okay. We'll make room for it. It is kind of pivotal right now. Yeah, I said that, but he was like, no, I don't want to bother Steven's death. I don't care. Your dog keeps trying to cry on your laps. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get room for it. We're good. There we go. So, uh, let's see, I'm thinking can't touch this because it has its adventure feat is I also take no damage from or effects from missed attacks until the end of my next turn. Uh, but if I do let's see, let me check power cord real quick. Uh, power cord though if I take the adventure feat for that. If I currently have a bard song active, I gain a plus one bonus to the attack roll. But I don't know that I'll have Songs active all the time. 
Are there any other terrains that you would like to spend a feat on to get at will powers from? That's basically your best bet at the moment. Like caves, dungeons, deserts, hell holes, uh, ice tundra, uh, mountains, plains, oceans, islands, ruins, swamps, lakes, rivers, volcanoes. Unless... Uh, would you like to take the ritual casting feat? Which lets you have various large-scale non-combat effects for your spells. So that, that would... So if one of your spells, the example I used earlier was like, I grow a tree, you can be like, I am going to take several hours to, to create a freeform ritual based on growing a tree, and now I have grown a forest. Or if you want to, if you have a spell that's like, I have stream of water, and you can make it a ritual to now be a rainstorm. So it won't affect you in combat, but it will let you turn any of your spells into large-scale effects. No? Mm. So where is my forest again? Your forest? Well, up there, right? your grove is like up here in this area. But the whole forest goes from down here all the way up here. Yeah, but I'm... So you're on the borderline... The north is relatively close, if you wanted, like, ice and tundra, just to give you some ideas of the spells that that would give you. Let's see. There is Frost Touch, which is once per battle, and it lets you deal cold damage. Uh, Ice Shards, which is at will, and lets you target a bunch of enemies with ice. Hail which is the nearby or faraway enemy you can see that has the most hit points. And it lets you, like, splash damage onto enemies for free. Okay. What about mountain? Mountain. Let's see. Spark, earth and grass, barracas hide. So spark uh, lets you deal some lightning damage, and it's more effective against creatures that are flying. Uh, earth and grasp is a once per battle lets you basically root people in place so they can't move. And Rock Slide hits a bunch of things at once. And the target has disadvantage on disengage checks until the end of your next turn as fallen rocks hinder their movement. So it keeps them from uh, getting out of combat with people. And now, depending on what I choose, can I only do these spells on that terrain? This is always available This is always available? For the planes, you have sunbeams, which is uh, up to two nearby or far away enemies, and it lets you hit them with fire. Or a flash of lightning, which is once per battle, targets 1d3 enemies, does lightning damage until the end of your next turn, deal thunder damage equal to your strength and dexterity to all enemies who engage you. <laughs> Zero. Thunder damage. Let's go with the frozen thunder. So which one of those do you want? You want. The... So Frost Touch requires you to be in close with them. Mm-hmm. Once per battle, do some cold damage. And uh, that by touching them? It gets more effective if you touch them. Okay. Ice Shards just lets you hit a group of enemies. Okay. 
and then hail lets you hit a group of enemies, and then a different nearby enemy takes cold damage for free. Now, with, like, hail, is that something that if I was engaged with them, I'd have to... Okay. Now, one of the mountain spells, what it had a reckless option, which lets you do more damage and target more enemies, but it'll it hit. It hit allies. Um, let's do the, the shards. Ice shards? Yes. Okay. And that's my feet? Yep. So that'll go... Yeah, on the right over on there, the somewhere. Did you pick your feet, Steve? Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the silver tongue. Okay. Uh, that, that lets me re-roll a <coughs> field skill check in a social interaction, and even though I already got re-rolls of plenty, actually, wait. No, I'm going to do luck be a lady. Because if I re-roll and I get a nat 20... I regain all my luck points. Uh, we'll do rogue next. Okay. So, you got some first level powers you can choose from. These are usually either quick actions or interrupts. So, like for example, uh, faint throw is an at will. You must use a th- small thrown weapon. You deal some damage. And on a miss, the next attack by the target against you targets your lowest defense if you miss. So, I don't know. How would you choose this? Yeah. <laughs> you must use a small throne ranged weapon. Dexterity plus level. Oh, it targets uh, their uh, mental defense instead of physical or AC. You're throwing it at the mind. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that just a cold shot to the brain? Yeah. I've mind stabbed you. Flying blade is a good one. It's an at will. Must use a small bladed weapon. Mm-hmm. Uh, targets one nearby creature. Attack is the usual. Hit. Uh, weapon plus dexterity damage. And if your natural attack roll is even and one of your allies is engaged, you can use your sneak attack damage for the round. Which you have knife thrower, so yeah, you don't my, need that. Isn't that the okay. same thing? Uh, roll with it at will once per round. Requires momentum. Uh, a target, a melee attack that targets AC hits you. You take half damage from that attack. And it doesn't require you to spend your momentum. But when getting hit, or spend your momentum? So, like, it, you lose your momentum. Either like, way. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking at a basic strike. Evasive strike. You can pop free from the target. Yeah, I mean, that one's good. It lets you uh, get out of com- uh, out of melee range, at least. So they can't fight you back without spending a movement action. I would say Trickster's Cut, but what's your charisma? Is it lower than your dexterity? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a 15. It's not terrible. Is that one of those things where you can swap out your uh, dex for your charisma? Mm. Yeah, no, no. I got that for, for, like, there's two of those things for Bard where you can do, like, your intelligence or your wisdom, and I'm like... (laughs) Pass, pass, pass. I mean, just depends on how you build your Bard. I'm an uncharismatic bard. I mean, I've seen it. I have to, and it's not as fun. <laughs> uh, let's see, Shadow Stalker. Oh, James Hatfield. <laughs> uh, daily. Your shadow detaches from your body and starts following a person or creature you designate for five minutes per level. While the shadow is following the target, you have a sense of the direction they are in. That's a little weird. <laughs> yeah. That's too similar to Marco. <laughs> uh, let's see. I mean, the Shadow Walker one? 
the talent was essentially you, mm-hmm. your your thing to pop out of existence, except I could actually do something with it. Yeah. Shadow Poison, once per battle, is a free action. When you hit with a ranged or melee weapon, uh, deal 1d10 extra poison damage. She weren't really a poisoner. No, that would be why. Who We will not be meeting ever, hopefully. Let's see, Deadly Thrust, one staggered mm-hmm. non-mook, dexterity plus strength plus level <clears throat> versus AC. So it's more accurate against... Staggered enemies. It's a plus one. No, well. Because my strength is shit. Oh, here's a good one. Once per battle. It's called Dark Dark Shroud. Mm-hmm. As a quick action, uh, charisma plus level versus their mental defense. The target has disadvantage on their next attack roll. If you make a melee or ranged weapon attack against that target, you can use your sneak attack even if it's not engaged with an ally. And then the feat for it is when you deal sneak attack damage to the target on the same turn, you can reroll natural ones and twos on the sneak attack damage. That sounds nice. One's not bad. What's it called? More consistent. Dark Shroud. It's more consistent damage. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Okay. Dark Shroud. I'm going to write these down. I'll find them later. Okay. It's two. I feel you would have this one just because of your party. Stifled sounds. You and one nearby ally for charisma modifier have advantage on checks to move silently for the next five minutes. I mean, that came in handy. Um, During our final battle with the last campaign with these two characters. I I can definitely see it being useful. Um, Makes me think of, wow, the the minotaur, or the the cow joke. (laughs) Clop, 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 clop. Sure cut. At will, you must have momentum and be able to deal your sneak attack damage. Everything's normal except if you miss, you get to deal your sneak attack damage to them anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you! And then the, the champion level feat is missing with it. You get to deal their, your sneak attack damage and it doesn't count as your use of sneak attack damage for the round. <laughs> like, here's an extra sneak attack damage for you. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Tumbling strike. Uh, at will, you gain a plus five bonus to all disengage checks you attempt this turn. You can also move to engage an enemy, make this attack against it, and then use a quick action to disengage from it again. I have a question on Sure. Um, so, you said I got three daily spells, and then these came from this one, right? Uh, those came from Sacred Grove, yes. Yeah, so I get three more. Rolling, uh, yes. A bunch of D20s and but you don't seven. choose them ahead of time. That's where you're standing. Yes. Like if oh, you're, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, where, okay. wherever you're standing, you you, basically what we'll do is we'll print out all the spells and divide them by land type, and then you go, I would like to cast a spell, flip to the forest package, flip through forest spells, and pick the one you want. Okay. The benefits, so like, Steve has spell slots, but they are leveled, so first level, third level, seventh, whatever. He has more spells. You have less spells, but your spells are always at the maximum level. So if you have access to ninth level spells, you will always cast ninth level spells. Okay. The downside is you have about half of what he has. So I decided to swap out Must Be a Lady for uh, Gift of Inspiration, because I realized that uh, probably more of a party support thing, mm-hmm. and I took the adventurer feat for that. So now I can, 
up to a number of times equal to my charisma a day, I can gift someone a D6 and they can have that do a, a roll. Nice. Either that's a third party talent. It is. Try to decide between one of these two mode. Uh, roll with it, tumbling strike, or that silent, that making one of the person sneaky. I mean, you're. Yeah. You're. What was. Stifled sounds. Is it wisdom? No, charisma. Your charisma is high enough to catch everybody in the party. So. Would you guys like to be extra sneaky? Yeah. I, okay. I mean, and you know, and by, again, the, can, by, by the time we level, if you haven't used it even a single time, yeah, or think it would be useful. Yeah, swap it out. Plus, no. zone. Yes. I like to think that it's in character too. Yeah, because you all, got, you guys are all shit at sneaking. Spike Jack would consider stealth, right? No. That would depends. Dep- depend on your skill set. Like if you're one of their snipers, yeah. So no. <laughs> if you're one of their enforcers, eh. yeah, that would probably be monk then. If I had to sneak, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, probably. Okay. Flow depends. Movement. Depends on the situation. Yeah. Well, then but, nomad. Because the thing is, like, every skill is not universally applicable to any given check. Yeah. yeah. I could see nomads having to be silent, though, because they sneak up on hunting, gathering. So, basically, the way the book describes it is I go, make a wisdom check for perception. And then you look at your backgrounds, and you go, ah, as a nomad, I had to do X for whatever, and, you know, keeping an eye on the skies was a part of that. So, if we were sneaking around as a nomad, we would have to hunt our... Mm -hmm. Food and had to be able to sneak up on it in the desert. Yeah, so it does require a little bit of stealth, finagling. What what I would call like stunt gameplay. Yeah. From it's a term from Exalted, which is to get bonuses on your things. You have to describe your stuff it, it in a build, freeform manner. It builds your character's skills into something meaningful to the character, like. How does this relate to your character? Not yeah. just, I'm, I'm good at sneaking. This is why I'm good at sneaking. Yeah. And it gives the DM the option of, if you're like, I'm a scout, I always scout for perception. At some point you feel like, mm, that's not applicable, or like, okay, but you can only use like half of your bonus. Yeah. Just to keep people from like constantly hitting the same button. Yeah. Okay, I'm taking evasive strike, dark shroud, shortcut, and stifle down. Nice. Okay, and... For the first power for Arcane Trickster? Mm-hmm. What am, what am I pulling from? Uh, bard, <laughs> bard, Sorcerer... Wizard. Uh, wizard. Is there anything in particular? Ooh, so, like, Wizard has... Animated Image, Continual Light, Dark Vision, Disguise Self, Familiar's Eyes, Featherfall, Hold Portal, Identify, Permanent Cantrip... Which you need something else for that to work. Yeah. Uh, recall memory, scribe scroll, summon small animals, talking pages, tongues, treasure bearing disc, unseen servant. Uh, he was talking about that ritual casting, doing something. Acid arrow, acid splash, animate armor, blur, charm person, like, chromatic orb, color spray, elemental triad, enlarge person, enlarge shrink object, expeditious retreat, uh, firebolt, fog cloud, armor. hideous laughter, hostile probe, ice but knife, mage armor, magic missile, yeah. magic weapon, mirror image. Phantasmal Force or Phantom Lance. And that's it? Yeah. For Wizard. 
Okay. You still got Sorcerer Bard. <laughs> Sword Mage is in there, but I haven't gotten their spells in yet. Um, um, kind of hoping Tracking Crash would be in that list, but it's not. Uh, let me look and see if it's in the first level Sorcerer list. I think it is. Yeah, it looks like it was first level for Wizard, but it's not on there. Uh, see, Wizard. First level. Oh, yeah, Tracking Grass right there. Oh, cool. And I can trade these out daily? Daily. Okay. So that's one thing I am changing. Technically, you can do it once per full heal up, which is every four fights. I don't like that arbitrary thing, no. so it's every night you can change your whatever. Yeah. You only get the benefits of a full heal up. No, no, you get them all. Because basically you can spend, you just regain all your recoveries, regain your hit points, and regain your abilities. And I think it's fair saying that's every night. So, do you get another feat? How often do you get feats? Every level, I believe. Do you have to choose from the same... Like, would I have to choose another ice one or another tundra one? No, but there are some champion level ones in that, I believe. Let me look it up real quick. Uh, you are Circle of the Land. Champion feat. Uh, you, reg you gain... Uh, resist cold 16 plus and your spells ignore resist cold abilities on their targets mm -hmm. um, and then epic feat you can now cast one bonus daily ice tundra deep snow spell that doesn't count against your total daily spells yeah. if you wanted to like pick up another terrain feat you could do that but to get champion and epic level things you have to buy in order so adventure champion epic Featherfall considered a first level spell? Is what? Featherfall. I believe so. I'm just like writing down a couple. Featherfall, yes, is a first level utility spell. It's a daily action, but, you yeah. know. Hopefully you're not having to use it more than once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just writing down a couple to have never know, cool, but <laughs> to pull later. Mm -hmm. Okay. What else am I choosing? Uh, that's, <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta pick your feet. Okay. Uh, I think I know which one I want to put the feet on. Yeah, which are usually attached to either talents or... Talents are going to be like your broad spectrum feats, and the power feats are going to be very narrow. So while you're doing that, let's... Uh, you are not a druid. I am not. You are a monk. So, we've got to pick your forms. I'm thinking... Dutiful Guardian... Uh, Dance of the Mantis mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and Crazed Monkey. Okay. Dutiful Guardian is more of the tanky type. Dutiful Guardian. The opening lets you knock allies free from engagement. Mm -hmm. The flow. Uh, you see, you can take a movement as a free action, or you gain a plus four bonus to physical defense. And the finisher, kick plus strength. On evens, you can spend a recovery as a free action. Uh, natural even miss does half damage. Natural odd miss does damage equal to your level. That's pretty good. And I'm open to suggestions as well. Let's see, Dance of the Menace. When you start your turn unengaged, you can move before the attack as part of the standard action. That one's really good. Yeah. My whole... 
the design idea, the design philosophy with him is he's very mobile engager. Like, mm-hmm. he's keeping people tied up. Pincers were all shut. Yeah, I mean, he's daggers if I'm going after him. Yeah. <laughs> that one lets you damage large targets easily. That's good. Precise Mantis kicks. Your crit range with opening flow and finishing attack expands by one until the end of the battle. And that one gives you, oh, as an adventure feat, key power. You can spend one point of key to roll a disengage check as a free action. It's pretty good. And I know what Crazy Monkey do. Run through it again. Just so opening, uh, you take a minus two penalty to AC, but all jab, punch, and kick dice are exploding dice. Then flow is punch plus strength damage on natural evens. You pop free, engage a different enemy, and make a second attack. And then swing is you pop free to make an acrobatic stunt, target one nearby or far away enemy, kick plus strength damage, and then deal 1d4 extra damage per point of dex mod. So you said, so like if I was doing Dance of the Mantis, I I come up, I engage the one guy, Mm -hmm. then go into the monkey, um, would he still be able to... Uh, do the hit and disengage and engage somebody else? So, so if you did the Springing Mantis Strike, which is the opener, uh-huh. if you start your turn unengaged, you can move before the attack as part of the action. Yeah. So you can so move, move and engage, hit. And engage. Then on your next turn, you switch to Monkey Jump. Uh-huh. You always can pop free and engage a different enemy if you choose. Okay. You would hit on a natural even, you pop free and engage a different enemy and attack. Okay. So... That with his uh, greeting fist, that would be good to get in. Get the greeting fist on that one. I can then pop free, engage somebody else. Get greeting fist on that. Get and if you fi- roll evens, you would pop free and go to someone else. Yeah. Hit them. So those two I'm locked in on. Dance of the Manas and Crazed Monkey form. Okay. Um, do you feel Dutiful Guardian is the right fit? Uh, for that kind of, or is there another form you would suggest? Because I want them to see Cal, let's hit that guy. <laughs> um, so Dutiful Guardian really just protects allies and keeps you healed up. But the only one that may be physically engaged are those two, most likely. Most likely. And she's more likely to be throwing things, right? That's how I usually play it, but if I'm up in front and personal, I'm yeah. stabbing them. Yeah, yeah. If you want people to have a hard time getting away from you, there's the Red Cliff style, which has raised the wall, which enemies take a penalty to disengage from you equal to your wisdom modifier. No fire? My wisdom's not great. I mean, it's plus two, but it's not It's not great, it's not terrible. What about Claws of the Panther? I mean, that one's pretty good. It's a like a straight DPS. That gives you some some more mobility. Pretty mobile as it is, though. Yeah, Claws of the Panther basically lets you just like hit everything in groups around you for free. Firewalker. Whenever an enemy makes a melee attack against you, you deal automatic fire damage equal to your wisdom mod. As what f- was the drunken monk? Because that's always fun. Uh, let's see. The opener is wine addled step. Jab plus strength damage, and the next attack against you has disadvantage. You can spend a key point to give the next attack against you disadvantage always. Let's see. Swig from the jug. Uh, You can always drink a potion as a free action as part of this. 
targets the target's lowest defense, and then swaggering spin versus the lowest defense. Kick plus strength damage on natural evens. The target has disadvantage on its attack roll save ends. I like to think that uh, in fitting with the spike jack theme, you probably have like a bottle of whiskey that you could, that you just carry around with you. There's a for a hard hard day. <laughs> Let's see. There's the rabid badger style. Oh. The three attacks are bad, badger, 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 and badger, badger, badger. Okay. Um, mushroom, mushroom. It does. Uh, it's less accurate, but more damage. So it's like jab plus strength plus 1d6 per level in damage. Uh, the second one is two enemies, basically the same thing. And the third one is one enemy, but you make two additional attacks against the same target. Uh, let's see, Sacred Fist. Jab plus Wisdom Holy Damage. Your melee attacks in this cycle always deal Holy Damage, and you can replace Strength with Wisdom. Okay. Let's see what Shadow Fist does. Jab plus Strength Damage, gain a bonus to Disengage, which you can already do a ton of that. I mean, I think Dutiful Guardian's a pretty good one. Yeah, like... That, that lets you protect these guys. Drunken Monk just doesn't seem to fit the character. Um... And none of the other ones really jumped out at me. I'll have to have you send me the info or give me the info on the crazed monkey form. I can get the other two from what I have. And is it? It's not crazed monkey form. It's just crazed monkey, right? No, it's Crazed Monkey Form. Okay. I'm trying to figure a way to send these. Snip and picture into uh, yeah, let me see if I get Facebook this. chat. Yeah, think... but it's going to come up with my Facebook. Because <laughs> it's my laptop. Good. Uh, <laughs> all I can see is Mantis and Monkey. I'm Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> <laughs> Mantis Strike! Monkey Kick! <laughs> I mean, the two Asian characters voice actors on that entire cast. Yeah. Just about. Lion Cow! <laughs> I don't think you have anything highlighted. So, it's I would copy. actually modify the AC on that one. 14. And I'm going to change mine. Change what? My feet. Two. If it's on your planes thingy. Okay, so... Because it's in the book. But some of these in the book, you're not saying. So I don't know. Cycle attack is if you stay in the same cycle. Correct. Okay. Go away. No. Turn off all notifications. You don't need notifications for everything you do. I mean, I agree. There's monkey. Okay, cool. All right. So what are you changing? So if I do the planes one, can I choose heat metal? Yes. Wait, let me look, because that might... Yeah, I, I don't know if it's one you took off or whatever, or whatever. Druid. Or changed, or whatever you did. Druid circles. Look under planes. Okay, no. No? Okay. Then That's... Well, hold on. Okay, so heat metal, you have to be in the planes to utilize. So I can't choose that as a feat like this one? You can. But you still have to be in the planes. Okay, no, no, no. 
this feat spell is part of your talents. You just, like, I am attuning myself to ice as well, and you are also getting this. Heat Metal is a spell that you have access to when you are in the plains. You can choose a feat to get the adventurer... Well, it doesn't have any adventurer feats, so... The short answer is no. Okay, so I can't change my feet to the planes and choose that this no. instead of this? Heat metal is just a spell option you have when you are in the planes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not one of the plane spells that you gain access to, to as, part a of a, as part of a talent or a feat. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Good. No, it's all right. I was just reading the book. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so I get my forms, and then we have to decide on feet. Correct. Right. So originally I was thinking the plus three to disengage, but now I have no idea. <laughs> so let's look at so what three talents did you choose? Uh, greeting fist. Okay, so greeting fist. The adventurer ta- feat is once per battle when you miss with your first melee attack against an enemy, you can use greeting fist against that enemy later in the battle. There's that. So what's your second one? Leave on Wind, which is the plus three disengage. Mm -hmm. And then Tattooed Monk. Uh, You can switch one adventure tier form you know for a different one during a short rest. So instead of having to... Wait for a level to switch it out. Like every night you can change your forms. Hmm. I think that gives me a lot more flexibility. So if I try something and don't like it... Mm -hmm. Okay. So what's that feat called? Tattooed Monk Adventurer. Yes, and that as well. Uh, did either of you need spells or abilities or whatever? Nope, yeah, I've just got to decide on the feet. <laughs> Does Dark Shot or Stifled Sound have something interesting? Is it going to be Sneak Attack or Murderous? Stifled Sound does not. And what was the other one? Dark Shroud. Adventurer feat. When you deal sneak attack damage to the target on the same turn, we roll natural ones and twos on the sneak attack damage dice. I think you would get more out of upping knife thrower or murderous. Did I throw something? Yep. You can use any melee attack rogue power as a thrown weapon ranged attack power, as long as it would logically work. Are you good on yours, Steve? Yes, I am good. I count on my own beautiful face. <laughs> you wish. Remember, if we had gone like another couple of levels in the fantasy craft, he would have been the the most impossibly beautiful creature alive. I, I had honestly thought about making like an equally as charismatic person just to be your foil. Like it wasn't Nathalia? No, like another elf who was just as obscenely pretty but was annoying about it. <laughs> Whereas Galdrin was kind of humble about things, this guy would be just extremely arrogant. His name is Mayor Jlob. <laughs> so if you miss, do you not get the cycle bonus? Correct. Don't miss. Unless that power says you can spend a key point to get the cycle bonus. Okay, my options here are having sneak attack first round, um, having shirt cut as a throat range attacks, and then plus two to attack for murders. Does anybody else have an opinion here? Say <laughs> like, that again? Uh, first round sneak attack, uh, I guess sneak attack on range attacks, period, or plus two to attack for murders. 
sneak attack on ranged attacks, period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I agree. So we're taking that knife thrower feet. You're going to be really good at throwing that. Yep, yeah, so. I don't get. Well. Me, the player, does not want to get up close and personal. Artith, the character, will. <laughs> What's your strength? A 10. Ah, Galvin's going to pick you up. This will be the only time you manage to. <laughs> I mean, fancy craft game, I was stronger than you. Yeah, and Shinara's too young for him now. Mm-hmm. Which is going to be great, because... I really want to see the dynamic of Suna and Shinara because they are both technically middle-aged women trapped in teenage <laughs> bodies. It depends how much they remember it when you let them. I mean, 30, are, are your elves like hundreds of years old? Yeah. Like, okay, so so she's not a middle-aged woman. She is... No, I mean, no. I mean, functionally, they can live to be thousands of year, years old. More U- usually they don't. <laughs> yeah, they're they're particularly uh, warlike people. That's why they're the uh, ones. No, they. What's the word I'm looking for here? The dominant. Person? Yes. Oh, I like this. Pop free and Mac can make an acrobatic stunt, swinging across the battlefield on a rope, chandelier, or whatever is available. And engage the target of the attack. So <laughs> I can fly, I can swashbuckle, I can. Isn't that a card against humanity card? No, that's a grabbing a rope and uh, cutting a rope and grabbing it to drop a chandelier mm-hmm. on your enemies. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that's. Or I can say that. I take my staff and like do a like mm-hmm. however I want to say it. It's I'm here. I end up there. Just... Embellish however I want. That's, that's why I want to see the, the Jackie Chan drunken master style thing where he does that, like, he gets knocked back, does a kickflip up, and then just, like, launches himself headfirst at the enemy and just does a little spinning thing to headbutt them in the stomach. <laughs> that physically doesn't make sense, but somehow he did it in the real world. Yeah. Freaking Jackie Chan. Have you seen the the Jackie Chandolf memes? Yes. Go away, we don't want adventurers or well wishes. What about dank martial arts? Jackie Chandolf! <laughs> I know you said you don't want a mini. You're getting one anyway. I want to design one anyway. Make it the, the triple size so you can call it a maxi. <laughs> and then I'll get a I'll get a cushion for it, and it can be a maxi pad. Oh, dear Lord. Uh-huh. I had to do that, too. <laughs> I have questions. Ooh, it even has a staff on here. I'm clicking on it. Are you going to regret it? <laughs> I'm not sure who John Barrowman is, but... Uh, have you ever seen Doctor Who? A few of them? No. Um... He's Jack Harkness in there. You know, he of the uh, the Harkness sexuality test. Yeah. He will make out with anything. At least that character will. Kind of close to Suna where? She doesn't understand the question. <laughs> I mean, I can tell you what she wore in the fantasy craft game. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, Clothes I can tell you what she wore before. <laughs> but now she's a druid, so... Yeah, you probably need to 
Mm-hmm. So side on clothes. Yeah. <laughs> so let's let's talk about this for a moment. I'm thinking I'm not naked. S- that I learn over Can the I years see a that book? y'all Even prefer the physical book of, of any of these. Thirteenth age. Don't have a physical book. Okay, just kidding. You want a cloth wrap? Right yes, now. that works. Which which one are you looking for? Uh, I'm just looking for the Dance of the Manus and Dutiful Guardian. If we're going to do a Here, combat. I'll, I'll send them to you. Okay, that's I've got to send us everything. <laughs> got Sorry. me chosen later. So, Dance DG and DOTM. Well, what's great is we have a bard, and I'm going to be doing the dance. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, you want a loincloth? You know, it's going to be great going through this recording later and <laughs> pulling out all the comments. I actually got to see if I can find a, a free transcription service because I really don't feel like hand typing. Yeah. Uh, three and a half hours so far. Oh, you've seen a cone of shame. <laughs> all right. No. There's, yes, no. there's Dance of the Mantis, and the other was Dutiful Guardian. Yes, sir. I, I do appreciate the fact that one of the Dutiful Guardian forms is called Wild Horse Shakes Mane. Uh-huh. I'm going to change it to Wild Cow Shakes Horns. <laughs> and there's Dutiful Guardian. Ooh, Suna does not look bad with a mullet. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I mean, no. How, how floofy is Suna? Is she very floofy or is she lean and sleek like a cat? Like a short-haired cat? Like how anime are you going? I, I was thinking lean and whatever like a cat. Okay, short so hair. she's going to be sleek. So she's going to have short hair. She's not going to have like a mane. No, and not actually going to have hair. Okay. So no. hair hair. You still yeah. have the fur. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, That's why I was asking how anime are you going. This is basically what I have so far. I'm just designing it. I'm not going to buy it unless you actually want me to buy it for you. I can change up the pose and stuff. Ito's ice shards? Yes. Are you going to just send it to myself? Oh, wait, you're putting it in a group chat? So there's all your your at-will stuff. Let's pick a let's pick a place for this fight so I can choose a land. Uh, someone roll me a d12. Do it since your dice are not locked up. And I have an E12, right? 12. Six. Oh. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> Is it hell? No. Uh, so in the standard 13th age setting, there are these creatures called Koru behemoths, which are basically mm-hmm. gigantic wandering mega dungeons. Yep. Like living dungeons. Yep. Let's do, let's oh, do mountains. I can pick one of those, but... What sorts of stuff is Suna going to carry around with her? Um, so if it doesn't say miss on my form, well, so yeah, like springing magic strike, it says hit, but it doesn't say miss. Would that just the, be damage equal does, level? No, it does nothing, nothing. on a miss. <laughs> Darn, I could eat stomp. Cora shrugs. Cor- Coru, how you pronounce it? Coru. Coru. Cool, I can also give you a waffle wire. <laughs> How specific? It actually is a frying pan. Mm-hmm. For your Tangled remakes. So, with bringing Mantis Strike, it says you can use the move as part of the standard action, so you could still move after that. So you could, like, disengage mm-hmm. and move. Yes. Okay. Trying to make sure I wrap around why that's fancy. How friendly is you? So, there are your... 
First level mountain spells, since we will be in a mountain. But we're not done yet. Getting there. We got one, two, three things left to do. I'm just trying to get set up so we can do the... So are y'all all good on powers? Dark Shroud was again. Dark a Shroud. It's like he's right down some cheat notes for now. Dark Shroud. Close quarters attack. Once per battle. Quick action. Okay. One nearby enemy. Would you like me to just send it? Yeah, I just send it. <laughs> I mean, you eventually have to send all of this to us anyway. That's the only one I didn't have any notes on. There you go. Thank you. Somebody else can have the wing. 